just hearing that story and, and, and everything that you said about the food and all that, because it's, it's fun, right? And going to a new place and trying yeah. on new things. But when you were going on a mission trip and then also being that responsible, you know, and it's not all fun. Like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go pray for people. Yeah, and no. I'm gonna bring a lot of testimonies. It's like, how safe, like, do you feel safe being there and in yeah. the food and... No, we um, had probiotics, we had vitamins. Yeah. Um, I mean, when I, cause that was already my second trip. Mm-hmm. So um, I packed a full case of probiotics, of vitamins, of antibiotics you as well, yeah. um, mm-hmm. everything, everything you can think of. And then also like, you know, tuna, crackers, there's like mm-hmm. a couple little things that you can just snack on, yeah. um, just in case also, because especially during mission trips, I mean, you, you guys know, know. Mm-hmm. you never know when you come back, you know, you never know if you're going to actually And it's not lunch. because of them, their immune system is stronger than ours, yeah, yeah, it's because of, it's, of it's, us. It's us, you know, so, yeah. you know, you, you kind of prep for every mission trip a little bit for that. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. So uh, I kind of want to ask you guys as well as uh, another question that I had here. Um, tell, tell us a little bit about what impacted you the most on this trip. So I know that usually on these trips, it's jam packed with like a full itinerary. It's back to back. This is that down. Do you have some downtime? But obviously there's more ministry than anything yeah. else. And there's setting up and there's tearing down and there's you have to run around and be everywhere at the same yeah. time. And like you're stretched thin. Um, but obviously there are moments on these trips where you're just like blown away at, at maybe a miracle or testimony something that happens so share a little bit about that with us so um i'm pretty sure you guys are going to ask us like what we're what we do so it kind of ties into this question because mm-hmm. um when i travel i always travel doing testimonies mm-hmm. so i help document i help record i help interview i help um you know bring the miracle from like out in left field all the way to the altar you know yeah. And I think even though there were so many miracles and even though, you know, there was, I can name you some crazy stuff that happened. You know, I've seen tumors fall off. I've seen, I've seen crazy stuff, you know, I've seen deliverance like in ways that you cannot imagine like at all. And I'm not talking about deliverance with just adults. I mean, you see children getting delivered and it's because there's such an atmosphere of just, you know, oppression and poverty and, um, witchcraft, like it's just a lot, you know, yeah. and, but even though all of that was like crazy impacting in its own, like, I think the one thing that just gets me every single time that I even thought of Ethiopia is the fact that even the preacher can't preach for too long. Like they have to have like 15 minute segments of mm-hmm. preaching mm-hmm. and then they have to break into praise. Wow. Because they just they all, all they want to do is praise. Like wow. it's not even just worship. It's not even just like preaching. They just they want to praise God, mm. and that to me left me just like with my mouth just dropped because I'm. Wow. And they, you know, I mean, in the church that we went to in Apostle Tamarack's church, which is you know the one that invited us over there, you know, his church doesn't have. It's just like a, a like a big building, right? Um, but inside there's, you know, it's like, it's dirt. Like it's not yeah. what we're used to as yeah. a church, you know? And a lot of these people, they live in like little tin houses. Like, mm. you know, they live like really, really poor, you know, and like where they can have a reason to complain mm. and they can have a reason to be mad at God, you know? Yeah. And, and they just want to praise. Like they're just so happy. Like they're so, so happy. And I would, I'll never forget that I was there and I just started seeing them praise so much. And I just broke into tears. Like I just, 
I broke because I was like, man, God, like, they're so grateful, even with just this, you know, that for me, it's like, okay, cool, but, you know, we have a well, huge church, or we have this, or we go to all these other places, you know, and or we have a house or whatever, and I just see that, and to me, it just, they didn't need a miracle, you know, even though they were looking for one, you know, they didn't need a crazy preaching, even though they needed one, wow. you know, they didn't, you know, they, they could have been there for a million and one reasons, you know, and they were just so grateful, and that to me was just the craziest, well, craziest thing. I like what you said, that they were looking for a miracle, but they didn't wait for the miracle yeah. to happen for them to praise. They were yeah. already praising. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Wow. And it's awesome that I give importance to that, because yeah. here in our culture, right, our corner of the world, it's like 20 minute worship session, and then like yeah. a long preaching. <laughs> yeah. So that's, yeah. that's a lot how a lot it's of churches so are. Yeah. Very so different. We, we don't give not that we don't give importance to it but like we give a lot of importance to the word and the preaching and, and, and things like that but like man like it's just wonderful to know that not everyone's doing it the same and yeah. that's okay yeah. right it's okay it's a different movement um, and so I think that's powerful what about you what impacted you the most well um, I think it was the first or second day in um, out in the outreach that they did in the revival meeting that they did in uh, Arbor Minch and that revival meeting wasn't in the building it was outside yeah. and on a big field um and before it started i just i had like this you know a conviction uh, you know just a desire to go and and just be in the midst of the people um so as everybody was coming in they're coming down this road and into the field to populate it i just started walking towards the back you know and i left you know the team and tent and everything just went to the back just wanted to see what was going on and I don't remember how it started, but somehow they put me to start praying for a little kid. Mm. Uh, the little kid couldn't hear. Mm. Uh, he had like, it was like 90, almost 100% deaf. Mm. Wow. Um, and he couldn't, couldn't hear. So, well, <laughs> I'm here to serve, so I just, <laughs> you know, hey, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna pray. Um, so I start praying for him and then all of a sudden, like just more and more and more kids start going and then all of a sudden I have like 50 kids around me oh wow. my god yeah. literally you know, yeah. I really wish I could see this yeah they said this guy's Jesus with his long hair yeah <laughs> the children come yeah. to me yeah. I have 50 kids around me uh, a couple adults you know I guess the family members or whatnot, and just a bunch of people coming around and it was probably actually more it could have been close to 100 I don't know but it was a lot and it was just all over, you know, and it's, yeah. you know, it's hot outside. Um, it's dusty because it's not a grassy field, it's dirt, yeah. you know, yeah. it's just dirt. It's dusty. Uh, everybody's sweaty. Everybody's pushing up on you, yeah. you know, and it's just, it was just, I just felt the, the need to pray and minister mm -hmm. to this child. So, you know, I prayed and everything, you know. The way we're taught, you know, the way we're taught to pray and the way you feel to pray and the things you're supposed to say and, and do and whatnot, you know. But there's a moment where you have to start expecting the miracle. Mm -hmm. And, you know, after a few minutes, you know, we're, we're you know, in, in this culture, in this country, and then we're, we're kind of lazy when it comes to prayer, you know, and we expect things quickly, you know, we have that microwave culture, like, you just want it now, no. <laughs> you know, and, but things aren't always like that, so 
basically I kept praying and we kept testing, you know, to see if, if the child had received a miracle or whatnot. We kept believing and just praying. I had some of the locals that were praying, I had somebody translating and he barely spoke English, but he spoke just enough oh. to be able to yeah. try to translate. So you're praying for someone yeah. and they don't know what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. yeah. And they don't even know if you're praying for like their, exactly. <laughs> their exact I had a translator yeah. with me. That's a new word, of course. Yeah. Trying to uh, <laughs> trying to interpret, uh, but I had a translator with me. I think that person, I don't remember if he was a girl or a guy, I don't even remember at this point, but I think they might have disappeared once or twice, came back, then I had some other random person trying to translate and just praying, and you know, the kids receiving, and then everybody else wants to get in on it, and everybody's asking for prayer, but you're still trying to pray for this one person, and it's just everybody's happy. And it was just, it's not that normal experience of what I'm used to. And it took a lot out of me because I told God, I like, well, if you put me out here, you gave me the conviction to walk way out here on the other side of the, the field, in the midst of the people, you had a plan for it. And it's like, I'm not leaving until I see something, you know, until I, until I see a miracle happen, you know, because these people are expecting I have the ability to pray for it. I just need God to do something. Um, so I was there probably 45 minutes to an hour wow. praying for this. Wow. Yeah. That's a long praying time. for this I kid. I given up. Yeah. <laughs> and I was tired. I was extremely <laughs> thirsty. But I bet for those people, it's like, it's yeah. nothing. You know, it's nothing. It's yeah. nothing. You know, I was there. I'm thirsty. I have dust coming in my mouth. People all over me sweaty. It's hot outside. I've been praying and talking constantly for that long, so I'm like running out of a voice, but I just have to keep praying and 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 battling for this for this kid because you know they, that's what we're there for. We're there to impart. We're there to show the love of God, show the power of God. Yeah. So you have to do it. It's like you just feel this conviction to do it, and it was just such an impact on me because I just felt like. Everything, the whole reason why I had gone on the trip was for that moment. Wow. To pray for that little kid to receive a miracle, mm -hmm. you know, so that God can be glorified. Yeah. You know, they're expecting, they come, some of them come from other towns, from other cities, you know, they, they come with nothing, mm -hmm. expecting something. It's like that, that weight of responsibility, like you had said earlier, mm -hmm. to to be the vessel and be the tool that God, the instrument that God needs to use mm -hmm. to reach them. So we prayed and prayed and prayed and, and finally until we started to get the breakthrough and you started to hear and you started to hear more, we were doing these kind of tests and trying to, you know, we don't want to say, oh yeah, God healed you, but you know, the, the miracle was never there. You just want it to happen, but it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you need to protect the testimony and the ministry of God and make sure that what you're praying for is happening. Yeah. You know, and make sure that God did it. It's not just you that trying to look good. You know, yeah. I don't care if I don't look good. I don't look good. The miracle didn't happen. Yeah. You know, um, I'm not going to manipulate God. But we started doing the test and, and testing this kid, and, and little by little, it started getting better. We just kept praying more, and I had other I had other people come, random people, just to come help us. Yeah. You know, start praying. It was just such a such a testimony because at the end, he did. Um, start hearing much better i mean um like he couldn't hear little things and we would speak loudly he wouldn't be able to hear then he started to hear and hear and hear wow. and hear finally got to a point where he was hearing he was like you know looking around like 
you know, Another telling person. his, you know, telling, I guess his family members, like an aunt or something that was there, uh, and telling her, and then, you know, trying to speak back to us, and it was just very emotional, but it was very, mm -hmm. yeah. like, like, it was a breakthrough, very relieving, and they ended up, you know, taking his testimony later on, and, you know, and whatnot, <laughs> brought, yeah, they they, you. yeah, they, they brought him up there and everything, and it was just, you know, like, it was just great to know that God had used yeah. uh, me as an instrument to do a work and to do something there for the people, you know, and it's just, it, it's something that will impact me for forever, just their, their expectancy. Mm -hmm. They don't go because they need to, they have to go or because somebody told them to go or because, you know, it's expected of them to go. They go because if they don't go, they don't they have no other choice. They don't have, you know, uh, the money for 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 doctor's expenses and medical yeah. bills and all these kind of things. They don't even have the access to it, even if they did. Yeah. Uh, it's very um, uncommon over there. So just that expectancy, it pushes you to do more and to really count on God because they're counting on God. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's just, it was... And people say that a lot, though. A lot of times, a lot of these miracles, these mass miracles happen in other countries because they know that that's their only resource yeah here in, in the states and in other developed countries we know that we have doctors to go to yeah. we know that we can call up our doctor or go to the hospital or whatever and get a surgery and just get yeah. it done and and so in these countries they don't have that so their expectancy is way up here because they're like well of course god's going to heal me because yeah. that's the only thing i have mm -hmm. and so i feel like that ties into why the praise is so high over there Absolutely. because that yeah. is their only source of everything. Absolutely. And, and we get so comfortable over here with what we have, right, in our commodities, and we don't realize that they have their revelation of God is, is way higher than ours. Yeah. And it's just like we need yeah. to go back to that where God is our everything and we depend on Him completely for yeah. everything. And I think it's so beautiful that you guys had those experiences over there. Yeah. I mean, I had my experiences in India, but I was it was more of on the worship team. Yeah. And I wasn't really with the people like I would have loved to be, but hopefully soon that'll, that'll be something that I do. But man, I mean, that's that's awesome. I don't know if I would have lasted 45 minutes, that's for sure. No, no, <laughs> I would have lost my voice way before that, but man. It's tough. I mean, but with the Holy Spirit's there, like pushing you to, to, to keep yeah. going yeah, and keep going. Yes. So. I can paint you a, a big picture. Well, because we, we did two uh, different events mm. on that trip. Okay. So the first one was in. Um, uh, Addis, which is the like capital. main capital, yeah. um, and that's where Apostle Tamarat's church is. Yeah. And we did, you know, it was more of like the leaders and like his church and, and whatnot. We did a, an event there, but the Miracle Crusade um, was the second part, and that was in an Minch, which wow. we had to take a flight to get to that mm -hmm. that location. And that location, um, <laughs> everything we had to bring from the states, mm -hmm. it's like everything we had to build there. So there was a ginormous expense um, that went into sound, that went into building a stage, that went into building um, everything, lights, lights like, because it was, it was in the literally a, a middle of nowhere um, field. And you know, we had to build tents, we had to build uh, like places where we can put the people and then like also uh, we had different uh, locations in the midst of the crowd because it was, it was I can't even tell you how many people there was. I mean, I think they counted for close to a million people that ended wow. up showing there. Yeah. And we had to, I forgot the name of it right now, but it's basically separate little locations in between the field. 
So they had to build all of those little locations and those little locations were where I was assigned to. So I had to mm-hmm. go to all of the ones that were in the front. We had like, I want to say almost 15, wow. close to 15, 16, I think if I'm not mistaken. Um, and then like the last one was just like way out there, mm-hmm. like a mile out, you know, <laughs> like out in the trenches. And, um, and that's where my assignment was to be all the way out there. And I think the first day that I got there, I had like a white um, shirt and biggest mistake of my life. That shirt came back like Black. <laughs> yeah, definitely. From this to um, this. No, absolutely. So like I, I know exactly where he was when he was praying for the kid because I was there. Um I was I had to go to every single one of the locations and then go back again and then just keep going. Um and I, I knew where he was. He was towards the back and it's just it's just insane like they see you and they just see like okay this is my opportunity you know this is my shot this is my chance you know and and even though the church we did like a medical brigade and we helped with you know something that we could medically help with you know what i mean um that they needed help with or you know some some of them needed vision tests this that so we we did a few things like that over there um outside of just the supernatural yeah but you know just going to these places you just you're in the midst of just a bunch of people. Yeah. Like, in the midst of a bunch of people. You can't even remember, like, where's, where's the stage? Unless, like, you start, like, looking over <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay, it's that way. Like, it gets to the point where there's just so many people around you, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm holding a camera, you know, with, you know, one of the helpers that's, like, helping carry, like, you know, the, the mic and this and that. And, and I'm just like, okay, we're pointing that way and you're just trying to look over a massive field of people and everyone there needs something, mm-hmm. you know? So it's kind of like you're in that position where you're like, you want to pray for everybody, but like, yeah. you, you don't know <laughs> where to go. To exactly. Yeah, so that, um, that humbles me, you know, knowing that there's so much need out there. Yeah, you know, so and, much. And, and we're just so comfortable, you know, we're focused on our own lives and our own thing and what we want to accomplish. And it's not about that. Yeah. It's about what the people need and how to bring people to Jesus. This, that's the whole purpose yeah. of why we're here in this world, you know. Yeah. And, and sometimes we just like, oh, God, get home and just watch some Netflix and mm-hmm. relax. Oh, I want to relax. But it's like, no, what, what can you do today? Yeah. Even yeah. if it's just a prayer, even if it's just a text message, you know, to someone that maybe they needed to hear a hello yeah. or a hi that day. Or, and, and that just humbles me, you know. We don't have a mission trip every day to go to. Yeah. If you're blessed to go to one, awesome. I have. We all have gone to mission trips, and that's amazing. But if you don't have the, the opportunity to go, you don't have a church, then you know, do that. And you have your mission trip. It's just life. Yeah. It's just your Definitely. your yeah. work, your area where you go every day, your community. You know, and, yeah. and we don't have a mission trip every day, but we have a mission. Yeah. And I think that's way more important to understand that there is something that you could be doing today, mm-hmm. right now. And it's something as small as reaching out to that person you know feels lonely or, or sad or just getting on your knees and saying, God, I want to pray for this person that I know is going through a rough time or whatever it may be. There is something you can do. Again, you may not be able to go on a mission trip, but you have a mission every day. Yeah. So if you keep that mentality, then you're always working towards that. Mm-hmm. How can I give back today? Because this life in Christ was never to keep to ourselves. It was always to give back. Mm -hmm. Always. That was the whole point of it. 
the whole point of receiving Jesus was to give out, right? So we receive Jesus to give back Jesus to yeah. people. And so I think that's so important to, to realize. Um, and this is the epitome of that. These mission trips is the epitome of giving back because that's the ultimate, right? Not everybody can do it, but that's just like the, the goal, right? We want to go to places where Jesus has maybe never even been heard or places where people have no idea things that go on, right? In the supernatural and, and people need the love of Jesus. And I think it's so important that, that we're able to do that. And we've been blessed and we've been able to do that. And hopefully people listening to us in, in the near future after this pandemic, obviously, <laughs> are able to go out and, and do that. You don't even have to go overseas. You can do it locally as well. You know, I post, I posted this on my Instagram the other day. When's the last time you stopped someone to tell them about Jesus? And it's as simple as that. You know, it's, it could be a coworker, it could be at the grocery store, it could be a homeless person on the side of the street. It could be anybody. When's the last time you stopped someone and just shared Jesus with them? And it starts there. And we would be remiss to sit here and talk about anything else on this yeah. podcast and not talk about the most important thing, which is evangelism, which is telling people about Jesus. And we've had the opportunity to do it overseas, but I think God is calling all of us to do it here where we are now, right? Because if we wait to go overseas, who knows when that can happen? We get the resources or the money. It may never come, but we can do it here. And um, so we want to encourage you guys, if you're listening, you know, and you know Jesus, to be the light, be the salt, be that shining light on the hill so that people can know who you know, right? Share that with other people. It's so important. Um, and I want to thank you guys for coming today. Appreciate it. Honestly, this, is, this was an amazing talk. Just yeah, learning about, I love cultures and, and <laughs> I'm also a food connoisseur, so I love trying different kinds of food. So hearing about that, I would have gone to the tea room. I would have tried the little raw meat. I would have at least taken a little piece of the raw meat. I just, just to say that I tried it, I don't know. But uh, that's, that's definitely, that's awesome. I mean, I know. I remember when I was in India, nobody liked the food except it was, for that, me. That was tough. That trip was tough for me. But it, it was, was funny because Apostle ate the food. India was tough. Apostle was probably the only one that ate the food because I think he did it out of respect. Yeah, because yeah. I don't think he even liked it, but he did it out of respect because yeah. he was served it, so he ate it and he had a smile on his face the whole time. I'm like, Lord, make me like that. But like, I actually enjoyed it. I liked the food, and everyone was like, Oh, they're taking out wearing all the bars from their backpacks, and they're like, I'm eating this. I'm like, No, I'm eating this thing. So, uh, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we would love to share some more stories with you guys next time. Hopefully we can invite yeah, you guys sure. back yeah. and share yeah, some other stuff because you guys are heavily involved in business yeah. and uh, we yeah. want to talk about that too. So. Yeah, yeah, that for sure. Um, yeah. We we would love to come back. Obviously, you guys are family, so we talk all the time, not in front of a mic. <laughs> but, but, um, but we're very grateful and we're super happy with what you guys are doing. I'm sure that there's people out there right now that are really needing this. You know, mm-hmm. There's people out there that you know they're waiting to be invited like you were saying to go somewhere to be able to be in their purpose you know what i mean or be where they're supposed to be i i remember at 11 years old when i gave my life to jesus you know i was there's a park by my house it's called eureka park and it's not a very safe park (laughs) um but i was just so obsessed with you know doing the will of god i didn't need to be in a foreign country we didn't even do that much at that at that point um, and I'll never forget, you know, I told my brother-in-law, hey, you know, let's go buy some Gatorades, um, let's put them in this cooler, and let's, you know, stop the basketball game over there. Mm. And and this, this is an 11-year-old telling, like, this grown man, like, <laughs> you know, but I was just so obsessed with, was with wanting to, to do what I knew I had to do, wow. you know, and I think that goes 
before being a business person, before being a missionary, before being a prophet, before being a pastor, before being anything. I mean, it was our original intent was to love God and be like God. You know, in Eden, there was no need for doctors, pastors, preachers, prophets, anything. It was just to reciprocate the love of God to God, you know? And I think if we just go back to that basic, that's where it's all at. So I won't take up much time, but um, (laughs) thank you guys. And we're definitely excited to come back. Thank you. Thank you. And and thank you for watching us. If you're watching us on YouTube or you're listening to us, uh, don't forget to subscribe or share. Share this episode with somebody else that you know needs to hear this word. And thank you for connecting with us where um, this episode is available on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor. So thank you again. And see you next time. Cue the fireworks. Bye. (laughs)